This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Grit Per 60 podcast, Improv Edition, because I don't really know what we're talking about. Brendan doesn't really know what we're talking about. We're, uh, this is all going to be made up on the spot. My name's Connor Farrell. You can call me TC. And I'm joined from Gainesville. Hey, everyone. It's Brendan, also known as TCJ. The Stanley Cup playoffs are in full swing. Full swing. Yeah, but clearly the biggest story of the week was uh, all the award stuff on Monday. Oh, yes, let's do awards because, you know, the series is going to change between now and the time that people will be listening to it. Uh, would you like to start with the good news or the bad news first? I mean, we got, we got to start with the good news. We got to start with Connor Halbuck. It's only been the story of the season for us. Yeah, so Connor Halbuck became the first player in Jets 2.0 history. 2.0, baby. To win a major award. Yay. So, Connor Halbuck took home the 2020 Vezina Trophy, beating out Tuka Rask and Andre Vasilevsky. And let's talk about it. Second best Connor behind McGregor. Well, let's not, let's not, let's not talk about Connor McGregor. <laughs> He's uh, problematic. We'll go with that. Nah, it's fine. Um, yeah, Connor Hellbuck. As if you, if this is your first time tuning into this podcast, I don't know why you chose now to tune into this podcast. There's nothing Jets related happening, other than Connor Hellbuck, and that has been the story of this season. The Jets have done nothing but Hellbuck and score some goals, I guess. Um, so yeah, this is huge. This is huge. This this feels this feels like vindication a little bit. Oh, what, you mean like oh, we kind of had to like sit through this god awful season, but yeah. at least we got a trophy out of it. We got something. There's some good news from this season. It wasn't all just hockey, I guess. Type hockey, you know. No, I don't. Like, know I felt like mean. I felt like half of the season I was like there was hockey. That's about all I can say about those games. And then the other thing I could say was Connor Hellebuck played really well. Like that's been the Jet season nine times out of ten for seventy-one games plus uh, four play-in games. Well, I guess the four play-in games he was kind of okay, but the Jets didn't really give him much of a much of a chance there. So that's my takeaway from this is like this is the this is the culmination of the Jets 2019-2020 hockey season all summed up into one one award. Yeah, so I thought it was pretty obvious. I mean, I think even like a a neutral uh fan could say that it was it was pretty obvious that it was going to be Hallowbuck. Especially, like, to me, I don't want to go there this much, but especially, like, if he was in a bigger market, like, if he was in, like, Toronto, right? Like, he would have he gotten all the votes. Nobody else would have gotten anything, right? <laughs> there are people that 
picked him third. Somebody decided that there were two goalies who had better seasons than Connor Hellebuck in the regular season. Yeah, I, I don't know what to do with that. I can understand if you sort by wins, maybe. Because then that would probably put... Would that put Vasilevsky ahead of him? It would definitely put Rask ahead of him. Uh, Rask had a very good season. But yeah, congratulations to Connor Hellebuck, friend of the pod. He doesn't know yet, but he's a friend of the pod. Um, Connor, if you're listening, Connor to Connor, let's have a chat. Yeah, but he spells it with two wins. But we'll we'll make an exception. Yeah, that's just how you can differentiate between the two of us because I'm sure we're basically the same person. Oh yeah, you share the first name, like you're basically yeah, the basically, same person. Basically the same person, right? Like Brendan Fraser and I, or like the same person. Oh yeah. I'm struggling to think of other Brendans. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was gonna say Brendan. You and Brendan Shanahan. Brendan Shanahan. You are Brendan Shanahan. Why did you ruin the Department of Player Safety? Yeah, it's you know you just you just gotta roll with it. Why did you stop the videos? (laughs) The uh, one of my favorite things to ever come out of the NHL is still um, like ten years ago when they did the award show and did like. I think it's Will Arnett as Brendan Shanahan, and they did like the fake, uh, like NHL suspension videos yeah. where like Ove- or um, Batman was like fined or yeah. whatever for not holding, not the holding elevator the elevator door. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the classic. It's, it's good stuff, man. I don't. I I think the NHL awards peaked then. I was annoyed because I was going to go see um, how the voting went down. Mm-hmm. with uh, the Vesna and then make fun of people. But it's like the one major trophy that's not voted on by the media. Oh. Because it's the general managers instead. Wait, which one is it? The Vesna, the one that we're oh. talking about. Oh, that's, that's general managed? I thought... I thought that was... Yeah, I, I just kind of forgot about that for a second. I was like, oh, right. Interesting. It's just funny because like most of the other ones are voted on by by the media. Which, I mean, I thought it was cool this year that they were making their votes public and, and poor Dom from The Athletic getting absolutely buried by Oilers fan, insert a bunch of numbers here on Twitter <laughs> with, like, the well, same, like, five pictures of Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, the same five pictures? You know, like, those people whose, like, sole social media presence is just, like, whatever favorite team of theirs it is. Oh, they have. yeah. Or someone's burner account. Yeah, it's just like the at is like go oiler seven nine two six. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they've all like no profile picture. Or no, like the profile picture is just like for the example, players. Leon Dreisidel celebrating a goal. Oh yeah. And anytime that like you say something remotely negative about like a, that like, team, like they just come storming into your mentions. Okay, if this if you're listening to this and this is you. Get a hobby, bud. Find something else to do with your time. Also, uh, shout out to our friend, not really a friend, but uh, shout out to our, our guy, Marat, for voting Adam Fox for first place in the hey, there we go. in the Norris trophy. I'm just just saying I feel like that's the that was I feel like that was the better answer or the best answer. Okay. But 
you know, I mean, like, people getting mad because you picked the wrong young defenseman kind of cracks me up. So, speaking of the Norris, Roman Yossi, your thoughts? Uh, I'm glad that they gave it to a defenseman that actually played defense this year. I mean, because John Carlson sure as hell didn't. But, but Brennan. Yeah, points. points. I points. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. Uh, did Roman Yossi get to play with Alex Ovechkin this year? No. Nope. No, he didn't. Worse, he played under Peter Laviolette, who doesn't offense. <laughs> offense. Yeah, he's not a very good offensive coach. But uh, let's let's double back here to uh, the Vesna mm-hmm. real quick. Oh, okay. Just want to say that like Hellbuck lapped the field this year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to a ridiculous point. Like he was Correct. by far and away the best goaltender this year. So I was looking at all strengths on evolving hockey with their goals saved above expected metric, which is oh boy, pretty much exactly what it sounds like. And Hellbuck is just like nobody else is even in like double digits, and Hellbuck was hanging out at like nineteen. Like that. That's just yeah. He was at nineteen point eight six, and then the second place was Darcy Kemper at eight point seven. So he was ridiculous. Just over 11 goals better than the goaltender in second place. In terms of like sheer value, um, I went back and I looked through the last three seasons of who the most, or who had the, like, the best seasons mm-hmm. according to uh, standing points above replacement. Okay. Somehow this wasn't Connor Hellebuck's most valuable season. It was that was seventeen eighteen, by the way. Shout oh, yes. out to Connor Hellebuck's eleven and a half standing points above replacement then. Uh but this year he was uh eleventh since the twenty seventeen eighteen season with nine point one standing points above replacement. Okay. So basically without him, the Jets are nowhere near the playoffs. Yeah. As we've been Basically saying this entire time, yes. Yes. But now we've got numbers to back it up. Numbers. numbers. Fancy so, stats. So, you, well, this, this is an extra fancy stat because you go, okay, so goals above replacement is how many goals they have saved. Goal saved. Compared to goal an saved. Goal Yeah, okay. Right. Uh, Just, I'm, I'm trying re- to replacement, replacement doesn't mean average, but anyway. Okay. And then we're trying to turn that number into standing points. Yeah, because like wins above replacement is a little weird, right? Mm-hmm. Because the the way like hockey distributes points and everything, right? Like you can, you know, like basically like shootouts screw that whole thing up. Right. There's a good piece on raw charge, I believe, which is like the Lightning's SB Nation article or uh, SB Nation website about like why some people use standing points instead of wins. So if you're interested in that sort of yeah. thing, you can go check that out. Cool. But anyway, you were going somewhere, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just, I was saying, um, we're turning, we're finding ways to measure how many standings points the Jets, um, or how many, like, so Connor Helbeck was basically the difference in the Jets earning nine extra standings points. Yeah, I think so. Games. 
yeah i'm a little i'm a little uh rusty on all the like the replacement level stats but roughly like let's just go with Connor Hellebuck was by far and away the most valuable goaltender this year. And my other thing was, it was interesting to me that Darcy Kemper was second when it comes to goal saved above expected. Yeah, right? he, he might be on the move. Like, didn't he miss considerable time um, this, like, with, with an injury? Yeah. I mean, I guess, but if like, if he plays a full season, he, he would not only, I mean, he would still be second. He only played but, 29 games, but yeah. Still, like, that's really good. Yeah. I mean, but I guess my point is, if he stays on that pace for, let's see, how many games would the starter, like, 50, so another 20 Well, just remember games? that, like, Kemper played, like, half of the games that Hellbuck did, but, like, I don't think that necessarily means you can just, like, no, 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 no. multiply that by two and, and be like, yep, that's what right. it was. No, you're right. I was trying to – I thought he would be further over. So if zero is, I guess, if you would say average in this case, right, and he was positive, he would continue to move positive if he uh, played a full season. Yeah, Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess. I, I'm not – like I said, I'm not, like, super – caught up on how all that works all right i feel like we're losing listeners at this point um (laughs) (laughs) so uh also i I got i got flamed a a little bit on this uh on twitter is this an edmonton joke Uh, no because like the only one that actually said it was a bad take was uh the the avalanche pod here at the hockey podcast network the mile high whatever they like they like chirping at us that's fair. And we had them on like a while ago. Yeah, they're good people. Sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, I got I got chirped for uh on our Twitter account. Um I said Smith should have been a double for Hellbuck tonight uh regarding the uh Dry winning the uh the Hart Trophy, MVP, whatever you want yeah. to call it. And Avs offside by a mile said rough take. And then the Oil Country podcast responded with a Michael Scott gif saying, absolutely, but not really. What does that mean? But I'm just saying, like, Hellbuck was, by definition, the most valuable player, both in the league and to his team. <laughs> oh, I mean, you're absolutely correct. Um, I don't know why. Like, there, was, there wasn't a movement for Hellbuck to win the heart this year i don't Listen, we, get it we tried our best to start a movement though yeah we, but it just, at some point it, like the, the shtick becomes too much um but i would just say i understand people who say well goalies shouldn't be included so for that reason i don't i mean i i, I didn't really expect but like everybody win. has an award like well, well, you can win both the Art Ross and the Hart the same way you can win Correct. the Vezina and the Hart, you know? Yeah. But, like, the goaltending is just such a different position from, you know, skaters in general. 
that I think it makes sense for the goalies to have their own award and try so trying to compare goalies to skaters trying to compare goalies to skaters is very difficult right but like you saw that problem in other sports right like baseball the pitchers can win both the Cy Young and the MVP award it's happened before uh, like, just, like it's not it's not Connor Halbuck's fault that well being but, a goaltender is just yeah. more valuable with baseball I think there's the same argument there that maybe they shouldn't win. Right, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying that they can, and unless we have a a definitive rule that says goalies can't win the heart, I'm just telling you how you know the voters think. From at least as far as I can tell from Twitter, but like to me, like, there are voters that think that goalies shouldn't. But like, I don't really feel like I saw that much of a of a movement for like, hey, goalies can't win this unless it's Carey Price. Apparently, we're just more so like people just forgot about it. Just like, eh, eh, I don't, don't got the Vesnets, whatever. I mean, come on, like again, I'm gonna play this card again because I don't care. But if Hellbuck was anywhere, if if Hellbuck was in Montreal, he wins the heart. Come at me on that one. Or he's at least up possible. there. Because I know people still insisted on sorting by points and saying that Leon Dreisaitl had like by far and away the best year this year. But Okay, let's let's say it's not Dreisaitl. Would you vote for Hellebuck over... Um... I, I would vote for Hellebuck over anyone. Okay. Because he was the most valuable player. Okay. I mean, was there anyone that you would take over, over Hellebuck? I mean, not particularly. I just I don't know how to account for goaltending being the most important position. And like that's I, fair. That's, I mean, like you could argue that there are like awards in other sports that are having a hard time because people just realize that other positions are just more valuable. Like it's going to take a lot for you know. This is going to be an example that our Canadian listeners will understand. But you know, college football. They might. Yeah, like, they'll understand. The Heisman Trophy. Canadians is just watch like, football. The, the Heisman Trophy Award has just become the best quarterback award. Well, sometimes it's running back. Which doesn't make sense. But, like, in recent years, it's, all right, who's the best quarterback? Right? Because that's the most valuable position. Therefore, yeah. the best player at the most valuable position well, is the best player in college football. I, I would, to be a little bit more specific, I would, you know, quarterback is clearly the position with the most influence. Yeah, sure. Whatever. In the same way that, like, goaltending in hockey. Right has the same sort of thing where it has the most impact on who wins and who loses. Have we beaten this dead horse enough yet? That's not how that saying goes. (laughs) Stop. It's already dead. We run our cart into the ground. By the way, it's been since 2015 that uh, a non-quarterback has won the Heisman Trophy. And before that, uh, looks like, I don't know, five straight quarterbacks before that <laughs> won it. So there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess we have uh, talked that one. That subject has run its course. So we're going to pause for a bit here. Since 1999, CoolHockey.com has been the number one online source for purchasing and customizing officially licensed NHL hockey jerseys in North America. They ensure every product that leaves their doors is done to the exact specifications of the NHLPA. 
Since they don't outsource jerseys for customization like their competitors, they're able to offer the best quality, pricing, and delivery time on all of their products. If you're a fan of the Winnipeg Jets, they have what you need to support your team. If you take our word for it, then go to www.coolhockey.com THPN and use our promo code THPN for 30% off. All right, welcome back. So we're going to bring back something that we did like May, June, somewhere in there, somewhere during the pandemic where we were really bored and trying to come up with stuff to talk about. And one of the things that brings me joy during the off season is looking at terrible armchair GMs because I don't know, they're just fun. I like, I like looking at ridiculous trade offers. (laughs) Here we go. All right. So this is already like a banger here. So we somehow have, this one is called would Chevy go big game hunting, which the answer is no, but let's be in this universe here. And in this universe, the jets have offer sheeted Matthew Barzal for 10.8 million a year. Ooh. And the compensation would be a first round pick next year, a second round pick next year, a third ne- uh, next year, and then a first rounder in, in uh, 2022. Wait, you said a first rounder again? Yeah, it's it's one, two, three, and a one. <laughs> That's a lot. Oh, and um, they also traded for James Van Riemsdyk, a second round pick and a fourth-round pick from Philly in return for Logan Stanley. Why are we trading for James Van... Wait, what is that trade? James Van Riemsdyk, Philly's second-rounder in 2021, Philly's fourth-rounder in 2020, um, and Logan Stanley uh, going to Philly. Wait, so all, all the Jets are giving up is Logan Stanley? Yes. Okay, so that trade doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in the additional details, it says, be a hard contract to move with the flat cap for three years. Who's JVRs? Yeah, because it's $7 million a year. I don't care. <laughs> All you're giving up is Logan Stanley. Yeah. Also, why are the Jets trading for a winger? Why are we... Tra- and not only a winger, a scoring winger. I thought we were moving scoring wingers because we have too many. Oh, wait. Also, there's a line A trade. That's why. Okay. <laughs> I'm listening. Okay. So, the is, it, is line A also going to Philly? No, he's, he's not going to Philly. But he is staying in that division because everyone in that division has of to course. be good. Yeah. So, it's Brett Pashy, Dominic Bach, uh, Toronto's first rounder this year, and Carolina's first rounder next year but that pick's gonna be lottery protected for patrick line so basically two firsts yeah that seems like <laughs> that seems like a lot it does feel like a lot wait so who's this going to i don't even reckon i don't carolina okay so you're getting one of carolina's defensemen um, a top-ish prospect, I think, from Carolina. Okay. And two firsts for a, for Patrick Line. That just 
that's I don't think that trade goes through either. Uh, because of which side? I think I think Carolina's given up too much. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And also, I think like I don't know if we really need to do an analysis on this because I just don't think these trades go through. Which, if these trades don't go through, then the rest, like everything about this situation, falls apart. Okay, um, this one is a little spicy. There's okay. only like one trade here. There's only one trade. Oh boy. And uh, oh, okay. I'll just get it out of the way. It's Dylan Sandberg and next year's first for Philip Dano and a seventh round pick. That oh seems like God. a lot <laughs> going to Montreal. I mean, but Philip Dano is pretty good. So it Dano would be, is good. It'd be Shifley, Dano, Cobb, and Lowry down the middle. I like it. I mean, I, th- that sounds really good. I don't is I don't know if the Jets are giving. I think I don't. Again, take the seventh round pick off. The seventh round pick is meaningless. Okay, seventh round picks are lottery tickets. Although, if they're willing to give us a seventh round pick, sure, give us one more lottery ticket. Um, but I would I would just my big critique of this is I feel like this is sacrificing too much of the Jets' future. I mean, depending on how you evaluate Dylan Sandberg. Yeah, I was going to say my problem with... Well, okay, so here's the, de- here's the way they patch up the defense. And it, depending on how long we do this, this will probably be a common thing. Uh, you got any guesses real quick? Um, Lisa, there's no more trades. There's no more trades. Resign DeMello? No, it's signing Alex Petrangelo. This one's... Uh, oh, five. that was... I thought I should have guessed. This one's five years, nine million a year. Okay. I think he'd probably get six. The problem I think I have with this is one, yeah, like five. I feel like he's going to need the full seven. But because uh, this is going to be his last big contract. Yeah. But the other thing is that they have Sane EQ playing on the second pairing. On the second pairing? Yeah, with Neil Pionk and then um, oh, that's, that's on the left, yeah, on the third pairing. And I don't think that's, that's realistic. That isn't, no, is, where is Hainala in this projection? Um, might be the seventh team in here. Hold up. Hainala oh, is better. Yeah, that, that's also a problem is that there's 3.7 in cap space and they didn't bother with any scratches. So I don't know. Wait, so we still have three million to play with? There's three point seven to play with, but there are Go three, get the mellow. But there are three spots you have to fill. Wait. Oh, he didn't fill out everything. No, he didn't fill out everything. Oh. Yeah. Did they at least re sign Jack Rosovic? Um sorry, I was trying to find a new one. Oh, okay. We can do the new one. No, no. Um I mean, Yeah, they so they re they re signed Rosovic for three and uh three years for two and a half. Oh, he's going to get more than that, though, isn't he? Yeah, we'll see, though. I mean, they keep saying that the guys in the middle are going to be the the ones that really uh, are hurt by the pandemic. I can't see Roslovic resigning for anything less than $3 million, unless he's getting, like, a bridge two-year deal. I really, I really like finding these. Even, even then, like, I don't know. Oh, this one says line A trade in all caps. Oh, boy. This is going to be good. Yeah. 
you also know it's really good when like the like the free agent signing section there's like 12 people oh no okay so the line a trade is patrick line a Mm-hmm. for Nick Suzuki, Max Domi, and a first-round pick. That's yeah. just, that seems way too hopeful. I mean, I isn't Montreal, like, pretty attached to Nick Suzuki at this point? Yeah, but I think they also have a lot of young centers, so I'm not really sure. The word is that they're trying to move I mean, one of them, but, like, moving Montreal, Suzuki I'm and Domi... Suzuki is a player that you can build your franchise around, and that's where Montreal is. Montreal seems like such a weird fit to me. Like, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I don't see that as a fit, to be honest. Right, like, I feel like a line A move is going to be to, like, an established contender, I feel. Yeah, I, I just don't... I don't see Montreal accepting this deal. I don't... I also don't really see, like, Winnipeg accepting it, because it just... I don't know. It just seems like there's a lack of potential for a big ceiling on that. Okay. What do you think Suzuki is close to or at his ceiling right now? Well, I don't know. I just... Right, like, Max Domi's all right, I guess. And like, But, like, that first yeah, round takes me somewhere in the middle, so you don't know what's going to happen with that. Next. So he's really, like, depending on Nick Suzuki. And, like, uh, I don't know. Suzuki's not going to be the next line yeah. A. You know what gives this a little bit of um, credibility here? What? If you watch the Jets Flame series, there might be some hockey men who decide, you know what? The Jets, we, we need more grit. Yeah. So you bring in Domi. I'm not saying I agree. I'm just saying I, I, I could see it happening. But I don't know if this entire trade happens. Um, if Montreal is willing to part with Domi, I, I might might see the Jets try to bring it. I don't know if I like it. But it can happen. I like this one that's called Tinkering with a Lineup and yet somehow there are three trades. That's, that's more yeah, than Yeah, and they're all garbage. Okay, next. <laughs> Good enough for me. <laughs> What you're saying? That you don't want Sammy Niku. Uh, you don't want to send Sammy Niku in a second for Rasmus Ristolainen. Why are we trading for Rasmus Ristolainen? Because he's up points. No, no, the, next. Uh, okay, that one involved uh, Mike Matheson, who is both not good, has a bad, oh. and has a bad contract. Oh, and, and I know he, he said traded. both, but I thought of a third thing. He was also just traded. He was just traded. Ooh, can we get a trade with the Pittsburgh Penguins? Yeah. Line A for Latang swap. Let's do it. No. Adam Lowry for Latang swap. Oh, yeah. Actually, that would probably work. That would work. Yeah, my apologies for giving. Uh, uh, not, not, maybe not. Mm, can we find a winger that we can move instead of Adam Lowry? Yeah, Jansen you can, Harkins. You can, uh... Anyway. That, that might not work. Oh boy. Okay. This one's for you. Here we go. This one's for you. So line A to mm. Philly. Oh boy. You ready for this? Here we go. I promise you, you're not ready for this. Uh, I'm, I'm so sure I'm not. line A, Niku and a fourth round pick. Because okay. you know, it's really the fourth round pick that's going to push you over here. Right, 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 right. For Joel Farabee 
Morgan Frost, Travis Sanheim, JVR, and a second. You're right. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> I expected nothing and was still disappointed. disappointed yeah. Um, yeah. So the Flyers probably do not trade Morgan Frost or Joel Faraby. Definitely not for a fourth round pick. I don't know what kind of value. I mean, well, no, but they're they're getting line A. They get line A, and and Simi Nikio. It's it's a, it's yeah. a good trade. No. Sorry, there were there was four players. Oh, there's yeah, and they're not tra- Travis Sanheim. Really? That's like what the, most of the Flyers' farm right there. Well, Sanheim is no longer on the farm. Well, right, but like a guy, a guy fairly Farabee fresh off the farm, yeah. and then Farabee's fresh off the farm, and Morgan Frost and is like JVR apparently. Yeah, JVR's is there because well, you gotta you gotta get the contract. Yeah. You gotta you gotta make the money work. Well, you gotta you gotta fill the winger spot that you just traded away. Well, that too. Oh, and apparently we're also signing uh, Evgeny Dadanov to fill it on the wing too. Hmm. I don't know yeah. enough about Dadanov to be honest. There's an interesting swap or not swap, but like I remember like the last time that we did this, like every single one was having the Jets like sign Sorelli with his with his RFA rights. Oh yeah. It was like no okay, thing? it's like okay, we're signing Sorelli. We're we're offer shooting Sorelli and we're going to sign Joel Edmondson on, on the defense. It was like every single one of them was just like that. I was like why why are we all having this weird group think? But I haven't seen any of that so far. I was I was also hoping for like more terrible line a trade suggestions uh, you know oh wait there, there's there's another one with uh line a to the flyers here oh boy hit me with it <laughs> okay um is this worse is it worse there's just more involved here there's more so the jets would be trading theoretically patrick line a neil pionk and christian veselinen for morgan frost uh philip myers Nolan Patrick, Shane Goss bear, and what? Philly's first round pick. So let me get this straight. Line A. Yes. Veselinen. Yes. Neil Pionk. Mm-hmm. So that's three there. Mm-hmm. For you said Morgan Frost. Yep. Um Phil Myers, undrafted free agent Phil Myers. Mm-hmm. And then Nolan Patrick. Nolan Patrick. Shane Goss's bear. Shane Goss's bear. And Philly's first round pick this year. And Philly's first. These line A trade suggestions are always weird to me. I'm, I'm still having a hard time like figuring out what the exact value of like a line A deal would look like. I guess. Okay, so I guess your comparables there are Veselinen and Morgan Frost. Although I, I would still keep Morgan Frost. Um, which then means... Okay, so you're sending Gosses Bear for Pionk. I think I would still rather have Gosses Bear on my team. Um, so then we've got Line A essentially for. Oh, now I'm forgetting the players that were in the JVR. And the point is that trade is a mess. <laughs> it is a mess. I'm trying to break it down. Who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting one from the Flyers. 
Uh, did you say Gossip Bear? I already said Gossip Bear because he. Uh, I was, it, it was Gossip Bear, Patrick. Oh, Penelope Patrick. Yeah. I get, if so. Patrick is tricky because we we don't know, don't know when or if he'll ever play again. So I guess the thinking there is you can gamble on Patrick and resign because uh, Phil Myers' contract is either up or up next year. If you could re-sign Phil Myers, he's a pretty good defenseman. So this it, bringing in Phil Myers and Shane Gossespierre fills the holes on defense. I'm I'm still just I don't see a reason for the flight like there's no reason for the Flyers to trade away Morgan Frost to get Veselinen. Okay, and there's I mean, so one more, and I think this is one I want to close on because I just talked about him. Oh boy, is it Anthony Sorelli? It is Anthony Sorelli. Anthony Sorelli, let's go. I don't, I don't hate this idea, but we'll see how this goes. So the Jets would acquire Sorelli's RFA rights for Veselinen, Niku, and their first rounder next year. Thoughts? I don't hate it. Yeah, I was gonna say that was the problem. Maybe the first one. I was like, that's just yeah. I was gonna say, does it have to be? A, does it have to be a first rounder? Um. Can we do second or I third? Guess, uh, probably not. But I do like this idea because, okay, I think this is better than offer sheeting because the Jets need as much help as they can get to bolster their farm system again. So I don't really like the compensatory. How, I'm not pronouncing that right. Compensatory. Compensatory, compensatory um, draft picks. I don't. I, I think the Jets need to hold on to as many of those as they can because their farm system is so empty, um, particularly with this flat cap. Um, so I think trading for his rights, if you can put the right pair together or the right combination together, I think that would work better. Um, particularly since I don't know if the Jets really need Veselinen just with organizational depth. Right, he's a very movable piece for them. Uh, as far as you know, what their wingers are concerned, so if you can move him to sign a center and Sorelli, who's who can fill that defensive center checking center role very well, because that's kind of what the Jets need. They need forwards with a good two-way game and centers. Um, I I think for that reason, I like this idea. Should they give up a first-round pick in there as well? I guess if that's the only way to make this work, maybe. I don't know if I would hard commit to this just yet. I know that sounds like a cop-out, but that's kind of where I stand right now. Anyway, so I, I thought it would be fun to, to go through those. What, you're not going to give your assessment of this? I mean, that's, I, mean I kind of already said it. I, was like, I don't really hate it. I'm just, it's fine. If you think that I the think... Jets are a playoff team with a new second line center yeah then it's fine i don't know if this is i still feel like you're going to do something to address the defense still yeah if you're still in win now mode if you add sorelli this is a good team this is not a cup team right but you can also always well you might not be able to do that if you trade your first round pick but i was gonna say you can always make you know deals at the deadline too this is true this is true, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't think I don't think Sorelli's going anywhere personally. 
Tampa will find a way to keep them because they find a way to keep everybody. They, where are they? As with the Petrangelo to Toronto rumors, where are they getting the money? Yeah, the the uh, the Petrangelo to Toronto thing doesn't make any sense to me. I I just I, don't I don't see how that works remotely. So I guess you're assuming if Sorelli stays, then they're probably shipping out Kalorn. Yeah, I would think Kalorn and Johnson are probably gone. Okay, I think that's probably fair. I mean, I don't. I'd have to take a deeper look at their contract situation, but I know they've got a lot of people to resign and not a lot of cap space. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they got to they got to resign. Uh, so they got to resign Sorelli and uh, Sergachev this off season. Ooh. Yeah, and they've got like no I, cap, so have I fun. might prioritize Sergachev just because of the defensemen that you have on that team. Well, um, they also only have three defensemen on their roster or under contract, right? And but you've got a lot of forwards. I don't know, but that's my that's my take on that. Okay, so you got you got anything else you wanted to bring up? Um, something I forgot to mention while we were talking about end-of-the-year awards. I'm still going to stand by the fact that I don't think Dreisaitl should have won the heart. Um, Thank you. And partially, it's not just about the points. If you want to say, well, he had the most points, we have a trophy for that. It's called the Art Ross Trophy, and he already won it. So I need you, if you want to say that he's got, he had an MVP season, I need a different argument than he has the most points. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, that was my. But I'm also the wrong person to ask about that. That was, um, and just one final Connor Hellebuck, and that's that's the end of that. Yeah, you just just gotta love a good Connor Hellebuck. Good Connor Hellebuck, right at the end there. So that's gonna be it from us. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Gripper Sixty Pod. Don't forget to check out all of our friends at the Hockey Podcast Network. And shout out to our guy Vinny Vellani, Vinny Milani, Vinny Vellani. For, yeah, Vinny Vellani, uh, Vinny Milani for helping us be our producer, audio producer. It's okay, Vinny. I know your name. Yeah, I was running out of breath there. All right, thank you again for listening, and have a good one. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.